When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Busy, we will be. Huge week in the NFL. We have got all the playoff possibilities broken down. We'll tell you exactly who will and will not get in. Plus, I got notes from the NBA. I got my takes and I got a verbal tick. I need to get off my chest. The hashtag crew is here. Let's go. The one place I'm going to start is going to be the last place you were expecting me to, and that is in Qatar. Because, and I think I was just saying this to someone uh, a moment ago during our final commercial break on Get Up, is Hembo is with us today and Nuno is with us today. And Nuno in particular, I think, um, will be interesting on this topic. I have found myself watching, and again, I think part of it is that I've been homesick so much. I have watched infinitely more soccer than I have at any, during any other World Cup, including back when it was here. I covered the opening ceremonies of the World Cup when they were in the United States. They were in Chicago at Soldier Field in 1994. By the way, a um, little trivia question. On the day of the opening ceremonies of the World Cup in 1994, Nuno, do you know what else happened that day? An event that I think most people remember vividly. In 1994, was that the O.J. Chase? That was the O.J. Chase. Which was ruined the day game... That, it was game five of the NBA Finals, yep. Knicks-Rockets. It's one of the most famous days in sports history. I began it at Soldier Field in Chicago covering the opening ceremonies of the World Cup. But my point is that even that year, I didn't pay as much attention to the soccer as I have, again, because I've been home. I don't pretend to be an expert in this, but I have found myself extremely entertained by what I'm seeing. I think because the stakes are so high. And I have kind of gotten into the messy story. And I spell that M-E-S-S-I for those who aren't paying attention to this. It isn't messy. It is Lionel Messi, who is amongst the handful. Nuno, you just correct me if any of the things I say don't ring true. He is amongst the handful of greatest players that ever lived, He is the greatest player of his generation, inclusive of Cristiano Ronaldo. He has accomplished everything one can possibly accomplish in the sport, except for winning the World Cup, which is the pinnacle of the sport. And in what will be his final game on the international stage on Sunday, he will play for the World Cup. He will either play France or Morocco, depending on who wins today. And it is my perception, Nuno, that largely the world is rooting like crazy for him to get it. Obviously, that doesn't mean every single person feels that way. And and maybe I'm just taking this as the spin from Fox. because I'm, I'm just watching and I'm listening to the Fox commentators, and they are waxing rhapsodic about him. So my perception, Nuno, is that the general feeling of the world is they want to see Messi go out this way with the World Cup in his last moment on this huge international stage. Do I generally have this right? 
Yes, for the most part. Obviously, unless you're French or if you're from an African nation, right, with the Moroccan right, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think most, there will be a hardened group of, you know, Ronaldo fans that don't want that to happen. But I think if you love the the whole sports uh, you know, or f- fantasy or romance, romance within sports. Yes, like that's what you want to see. You want to see Messi win. What, what would this be the equivalent of? Because I, I have to be, I, I always feel I have to be careful when we dive into the soccer here because I feel like the average American sports fan who's putting on ESPN radio in the morning might not necessarily be into soccer and certainly might not have the same understanding of the nuance of the sport that they might of pro football and the NBA and Major League Baseball and all that. So what would be an an equivalent context to this? Like someone like, I'm I'm thinking of John Elway. He won Super Bowls in each of his last two seasons, but, but a player sort of going out on, at the very, very pinnacle of his career, like Elway was a player of that stature, right? He was that great, one of the genuine all-time greats. What would be an equivalent in American sports to Lionel Messi winning the World Cup in his last major international event? So I've got a couple names from, uh, a couple, from each sport. I'll start with the NBA. The two names that came to mind from the NBA are Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony. Do either no, no, strike no. a chord there? See, go ahead, Nuno. What I, I think... What's tough, because Messi is one of the top three players ever in his sport. Like, that's what you need to equate it to. Top three. Yes. It's like when you're talking about Messi and Maradona and Pele, like, that's what the level we're talking about. We're not talking about the Chris Paul level. It's, I would say it's, if it was LeBron had never won a title, like, you would you be rooting for LeBron to get his? I think that's the type of level that we're talking about here. So in that case, we're, we're, we're placing an almost impossibly high standard on this because we don't have athletes like that in our sport. It, it would be going back to the very end of Dan Marino's career if he was playing his last game in the Super Bowl as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I, I can't think... Because even the let's think about the greatest basketball players. Yes, Chris Paul, he he's a Hall of Famer, but right now, when when he goes to the Hall of Fame, he won't be in the little room. Like he won't be in the room with Michael Jordan and LeBron. He'll be in the other room with other extraordinarily great players who deserve to be remembered forever, but not in the little room. Which it sounds to me, and, and which I think I understand is where Messi is. Is there a baseball player like that? The, Ted Williams didn't win a World Series. Mm-hmm. Ernie Banks didn't win a World Series. These are historically all-time great players. If we're going to use Nuno's standard as our standard, the only active player in any sport that you could say this about is probably Mike Trout. Now, Mike Trout's 31. He's got a lot of career left, but it seems that his prime has probably passed him by, and they've done a terrible job in Anaheim of giving him a chance to do this. But in other sports, you're talking about people like Matt Ryan. Like, that's you know, in baseball, maybe Bryce Harper. It used to be Clayton <laughs> Kershaw. Maybe you could have said that last year before Matthew Stafford won. But it seems like what Nuno is saying is Lionel Messi is on the like on the Mount Rushmore of his sport. There's nobody in a sport that we root for here in this country that's on that list that has not won a championship. Right, because the greatest basketball players not to win them. When we put that list together, it's mm-hmm. usually Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. Um, players, players like that, Carl Malone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so even if we were to relax our standards a little, right? If, if we were to relax the standards, Nuno, to surefire all-time first ballot Hall of Famer, now, because no one is messy. If, 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 if we're putting messy, if you're telling me, Nuno, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm not, in no way am I questioning you, 
that the list of the greatest soccer players of all time is Pele, Maradona, and Messi, that then we're literally talking about, at this point, Willie Mays, right? I mean, that, right. that's what we'd be talking mm-hmm. about. Did Willie Mays not win a World Series? Did, did uh, uh, Johnny Unitas not win a championship? Like, we'd be talking about the, the elitist of the elite. And, and I wonder if there was an inclination in this country, do we root for that person to win or not? Like, generally speaking, are there a collection of haters out there internationally, Nuno, that don't want to see Messi get it? To, to, to take out the French and, and the Moroccans from all of this that we understand have their own rooting interest in all of this. But go beyond that. Are there haters out there that are thinking, man, I don't want is, – is Leo, Lionel Messi, is he beloved? Is he, is he respected and beloved by the world at large? I actually got a, I actually got a text from someone that, that works in radio that texts me like, I don't want him to win. So, yeah, there are haters that don't want to see that. And I think a lot of it does become like the rivalries. It does – there is a fierce – even if they – have said there's no rivalry, rivalry between them. The the Ronaldo, there is that fan base is very anti Messi and vice versa. So yeah, though like there is a huge section of people that are rooting against Messi because they don't want to see him lifting uh, the World Cup and they don't want to see that conversation would end if that if he actually wins the World Cup. Let me ask a question. At the end of their game against. I think it was against Holland, right? It was it was against the team that beat us. It was it was against uh, yeah, it was Holland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When the game is over, I'm watching and I'm I'm it was an unbelievable game, right? And Argentina had a two-goal lead and Holland comes storming back and they score twice like in the final 10 minutes and the thing goes to penalties and Messi makes his and they wind up winning it on the penalties and it's it was unimaginably exciting. I have no particular rooting interest in this thing, and yet I can't even sit still. I'm watching it with so much excitement. And I felt good for Messi that he won, is my first inclination. And then, Nuno, I'm watching as he walks over to the other sideline, his first inclination seems to be to yell at the other team. He's in the face of the opposing coach. He was, And then his comments afterwards where he felt disrespected and they were talking to him. This is where he went after he just wins what was without question the biggest game of his career and played a huge role in it. And I will tell you, as one who does not have a particular rooting interest in this, it kind of soured me. And so I, I, w- I would ask you, is that in keeping with his general personality? Because to be honest with you, I didn't love it. So I think the one amazing thing that we as our American fans don't – like. If you pay attention to soccer, there are so many great things that happen. Coaches, managers run their mouths about opposing players and and players do the same, you know, about their opponents and things of that nature. And that's what it got to. There's a lot of that that happens. Right. But we just were so focused on, you know, what was going on with other storylines. But like, yeah, even during his presser after the game, one of the. I don't know if it was a player or manager or coach for Holland walked by and he was like, what are you looking at, stupid? Like, with he said while, that to Messi? No, Messi said that to, oh, to, him. to someone else. Yeah, while, while he was doing an interview, um, he, t- he stopped doing the interview and he, turned and he looked at uh, someone and was like, what are you looking at, stupid? Like, so there is a lot of that. There's just very that raw emotion and, and things of that nature. We need <laughs> that in baseball. 
That's what we need, Hembo. We need, what are you looking at stupid in baseball? Well, that's, uh, that's a, that deserves a plunking. No, no. That you would deserve be, to get plunked. That's my you point. You would, get, you, would, you would get plunked and you would get suspended. I don't think Messi's post-game comments and behavior in that game, though, are unique. This is the way that great ones are programmed. The Warriors won the championship last year. All that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green talked about after they did it was all the receipts that they saved from people that told them that they couldn't. Right. This is how these people are programmed. I'm not holding it against Messi. No, but they he wasn't in the it. face of Ime Udoka. Like, his first reaction... I'm, not, I'm talking about on the court. I was there in Boston when the Warriors won the championship last year. Steph Curry fell to the ground in tears of joy. He didn't run to the opposing bench and yell in the face of Ime Udoka and, and the opposing team. Like, this... I get it. Yes, after I heard Clay Thompson's comments. I saw all mm-hmm. of that. And Steph, what are they going to say now? I understand all of that. That's, that's part of it. I understand that. But even Michael Jordan, the most cold-blooded athlete we've ever had. I was in the building when he won four of his six championships. He's in the locker room crying tears of joy with the Larry O'Brien trophy. He wasn't yelling in the face of George Carl and the Seattle Supersonics even when he so, wound up winning. I think you're going to see Messi be the protagonist. In the championship. This so I get, let me just throw it quickly around the room for the hashtag crew, and then we will get into all the regular stuff that we usually do here. I promise this is not going to be the whole show today. I want to, I'm going to tell you exactly who's making it to the NFL playoffs as we continue in a moment. Greeny brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Are you rooting for or against Messi to win this thing on Sunday, regardless of who they play? Nuno. It's extremely tough for me. Like I, I like, you're Portuguese and you love Ronaldo. And, and I, well, no, and I don't like the French. So like, I, you, you know, don't like so, the French. Yeah, no, I don't like the French. Uh, so it, it's tough. I'm actually Who do you like. I, I'm rooting for either Morocco or France. Is, is there a country it. you like? I mean, what, yeah. what, what country do you like? Uh, obviously, the U.S., Portugal, and I just actually <laughs> where he's lived only. <laughs> and I just got and I, I did get a text. All the Brazilian people are rooting against Messi as well. That, so. that, that's, that's an arch rival. Are you rooting for or against Messi? I'm rooting against Messi. I'm rooting for France because if France wins, I could win my pool that I'm in with Dan Graziano. Okay, so again, you both of you choosing to take your own personal little tax on this and completely ignoring what is the spirit of the question, which is: Do you or do you not want to see the all-time great go out with the all-time? Great I want to win fifty dollars. Uh, fair enough. I understand that. I've, I've lived that life for eighteen years. I'm, I'm well aware <laughs> of people who just want to win the cash. For the record, I'm rooting for him. Uh, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at progressivecommercial.com. All right, coming up next. Back to the usual fun and games. We will tell you exactly who is and who isn't going to make the playoffs in both the AFC and the NFC. We will tell you with certainty. Next, don't miss it. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. 
Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. In exactly 30 seconds, we are going to tell you exactly which teams are and aren't going to make it to the NFL playoffs. We'll do that after this word from ZipRecruiter. If you are hiring, you know the struggle. Quickly finding the best candidates for your team can seem like an impossible task. ZipRecruiter makes it easy to find exactly who you're looking for, from accountants to zoologists. ZipRecruiter makes it easy to find the right person for the job. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. When you're ready to build a winning team, let ZipRecruiter help you build the perfect roster. You can try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You know, something interesting is going to happen here um, that a bunch of teams are going to possibly make the playoffs this year doing something that very few teams have ever done before. In fact, only one team since 2017 has made the NFL playoffs starting three different quarterbacks in the regular season. Washington did that in 2020. A bunch of teams might wind up doing that this year. <clears throat> Six teams have already used three starting quarterbacks this season, and five of them might make the playoffs. The 49ers, in fact, I think it's safe to say, will definitely make the playoffs. They have started Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy. The Dolphins might make the playoffs. They started Tua Tungavailoa, Teddy Bridgewater, and who can forget, Skylar Thompson. The Patriots have started Bailey Zappi. Remember Bailey Zappi? Think how long a football season is. Bailey Zappi was a story. You tell me that doesn't feel like it was 15 years ago. If I told you Bailey Zappi, would you say, yeah, he remember him? He had that little stint with the Patriots in 2006. No, that was like eight weeks ago. Anyway, the Patriots have started three quarterbacks. The Panthers have started three quarterbacks. They could win their division. Baker Mayfield, P.J. Walker, Sam Darnold. And, of course, the Jets, who are battling to get into the playoffs, have started Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, and Mike White. So, Someone's going to do something that doesn't happen particularly often. Let's figure out who. So we're going to do playoff simulations now, okay? So Hembo has, is this, am I aptly describing it as a machine? Is it a computer program? What is it you have that we can plug in here? It's, we'll call it the uh, NFL simulator. We have it on, on the back end of our analytics site, which I have access to. So what I'll do is I'll give you the games for each of the teams here in contention. You'll say who wins and loses each. And what we'll do is spit out what exactly the playoffs will be, assuming that, of course, you make every pick correctly. Okay, which, of course, I will. Mm-hmm. So we're going to tell you exactly who's going to win all these games and who makes the playoffs. Let's start in the AFC. So we're not going to include in this discussion Buffalo, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Baltimore, or Kansas City, because we are assuming all five of them are going to make it. 
there are four teams battling for the other two spots. As currently constituted, I'm doing this from memory, I believe right now it goes Miami, New England, the Chargers, and the Jets. If the season ended today, that's the order they would be in. But, of course, we got to go through the remaining games. So let's do their remaining schedule, and then we spit out who makes the playoffs. All right, so Miami at Bills. It's a definite loss. Miami, uh, home against the Packers. I'm going to say it's a win. Uh, Miami at the Patriots. I'm going to say that's a loss. And then they host the Jets. Well, in I, week I have 18. to say that's a loss. Okay. I mean, I, there's no way. In the, I, I, I genuinely believe the Jets go down there and beat them. If, the, if both teams, everyone has said to me that game is going to wind up being for the playoffs. And I like the Jets in that game. I genuinely do. I like their pass rush. I, I, so long as Mike White is not broken in half, I, I will take the Jets in that game. So I have Miami 1-3. and three, So I assume that's going to put them out. Uh, we'll see at the end. <clears throat> Let's go. The Chargers are next. The Chargers host the Titans next. Chargers host the Titans. I'm going to say that's a loss. The Chargers then go to the Colts. They're very, they're eminently capable of losing that game. <laughs> Jeff could win that game. Could you see Jeff? They're going to play hard. I mean, Jeff Saturday versus Brandon Staley is a coaching mismatch. Not the way you think. Uh, <laughs> all right, but in fairness, I'm going to say they win that game. Uh, then they host the Rams. That's a win. And then they go to Denver in week 18. That's a win. The schedule's pretty easy. Yeah, the Chargers are going to win some games. Uh, Patriots are next. Patriots. Uh, at the Raiders. Ooh, that's, that's Belichick against McDaniels. Speaking uh, of coaching mismatches. I, I think Patriots. I, I think New England. Is that game at, in Vegas? In Vegas. It's this weekend? Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the schedule much. All right, I'll, I'll say that the Patriots win that game. Uh, then they host the Bengals. Lose. Then they uh, host the Dolphins. Win. And then they go to Buffalo in Week 18. See, what I don't like about that game is that Buffalo may be playing for nothing. But Buffalo, they will have wrapped up the division. The question is going to be, are they still fighting for the one seed? Right. <clears throat> and does the, that game is going to come down to, does Buffalo need to win it or not? If Buffalo needs to win it, then I definitely like the Bills. But the Bills might not play. If they're going to be playing the following week, if they don't have the bye and all of that, I don't think they are so interested in knocking the Patriots out. That could easily be a game Josh Allen doesn't play. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think back. Has, has McDermott ever been in that situation? Do we know if he's a play-his-guys guy or not? No, but we do know that they have the head-to-head over Kansas City. Should that be the issue for the number one so seed? So they could be fighting for the one seed. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm, I'm just going to... I'm going to say in a vacuum, New England loses that game. Okay. And then lastly, we have the Jets. <coughs> the Jets. Uh, to next, win. They're going to beat the Lions this week. Yes. Then they host to the win. Jets. Then they go to Seattle. Win. <laughs> and then That's a win. At the Dolphins. So do you actually think the Jets are going to finish 4-0? Stevie and I were texting about this at great length. Can I, by the way, just tell you, it might have been my proudest moment as a father. My son texts me on YouTube. Robert Sala's Monday press conference and sends it to me and says, Dad, I watch all three of these every week. This was his best of the season. And I write him back, you watch his press conference all three every week? He says, yes. And I watch Mike LaFleur's also. Oh, no. My son in college is watching the Jets' offensive coordinators' press conference, his weekly uh, get-together with the media. So I've raised that kid right. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to hear it from anybody. <laughs> I raised that kid right. <laughs> Um, and so he and I were talking yesterday. I believe the Jets have to go three and one. So give them a loss anywhere. No, but it probably matters which game they lose, right? They could. Um, I think they win at Miami. 
They lose they at have, Seattle, maybe? The, yeah, Seattle. That's give the them loss. A, make Seattle the loss. Okay. So give them three and one. Okay. So if, if all these things happen, and of course they will because we have projected them, then which teams make the playoffs in the AFC? It's cl- cut and dry. So the five teams that you mentioned already, the ones that we, yes, didn't we know them. here. We know- and then and out of the other four, out of Chargers, Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets, who makes it? The Jets and the Chargers make it. And in what order? Who, does it say who would be six and who would be seven? No, we don't have. We can't. There's too many other factors. Okay, to be got able to say that. For I got sure. you. But those would be the two teams that would make it. The Jets. So and the in, in our scenario, the Patriots are out, the Dolphins are out, the Jets are in, the Chargers are in. Greeny with you, reminding you that ZipRecruiter can fill any job you're hiring for this holiday season. Four out of five ZipRecruiter employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Now let's do the NFC. We're going to put Philly in. We're going to put Dallas in. We're going to put Minnesota in. We're not going to include any of the teams from the NFC South because one of them has to win, and candidly, who gives a damn which one it is? Um, and then who am I forgetting? At West, we're going to put San Francisco in. So they have the same situation. That's five spots. How many teams are battling for the other four? I think there are realistic – excuse me, the other two. Realistically, I think there are four. There's Seattle, there's Washington, there's the Giants, and there's the Lions. Am I forgetting anybody? You are not. It's That's four for it. two. It's four for two. So it's the same scenario. So let's do the wins, and let's figure out who makes it. All right, Washington hosts the Giants this week. Are we able to make provisions for a tie? My simulator does not allow it. (laughs) Here's what I would love. Nuno put this on the Google Doc today. The Giants and Commanders are playing for the second time in three weeks. Of course, a couple of weeks ago, they tied 20 to 20. If they were to tie again... They would be the first pair of teams to tie each other twice in a season since the Steelers and the Eagles in 1963. They would be the first pair of teams to tie each other twice in a three-week span since the Minneapolis Marines and the Rock Island Independents did it in 1923. (laughs) They played on November 11th and November 25th of 1923. They tied twice. Both games, 6-6. Six to six. <laughs> So let's, let's just say for the sake of discussion, history says it's unlikely the Giants and Commanders will tie again. Okay, I, I think Washington wins that game. And then uh, Washington at San Francisco. Loss. Washington home against the Browns. Win. And then they host the Cowboys in Week 18. Loss. Are we sure the Cowboys are going to have anything to play for, by the way, in that game? Um, we are not, but I still think they win. Fair enough. Um, we're going to go to the Giants next. The Giants at the Commanders, you already said it's a loss for the Giants. Then right. the Giants go to the Vikings. Loss. Then the Giants host the Colts. Uh, I don't want to predict the Giants to go 0-4 down the stretch, but I don't want to keep giving these losses to Jeff Saturday. Uh, I'll say the Giants win that. And then the Giants go to Philly in Week 18. So I think they're very likely to have nothing to play for, but they also are going to have the bye, so they may not just rest everybody. I I can't sit here and tell you I think the Giants are going to beat the Eagles the last week. I just can't predict that. So I'm going to say that's a loss. All right, Seahawks are next. The Seahawks host the 49ers tomorrow. Loss. Then they go to Kansas City. Loss. Then the Jets. We, We gave them beating the Jets. Okay, and then they host the Rams in Week 18. Win. 
Right, and then lastly, we're going to go to Detroit. Loss. <laughs> Sorry. They're here this weekend. They I are. know they lose okay. that game. Go they ahead. Lose that, they came. Um, at Carolina. Win. Then they host the Bears. Win. And then they go to Green Bay in week 18. Boy, would that be fun if the Lions are playing to get in and they beat Rodgers, who has just owned and embarrassed them forever. Oh, no, but wait. Rodgers isn't even going to be playing then. They're going to be playing Jordan Love. Give the Lions that win. All right. Put, put them in. So if, if all that happens, am I really picking them to win three of their last four games? Who did I, after they lose to the Jets, who do I have them beating again? Carolina, Chicago, yeah. and Green Bay. Yeah. They're going to be favored in all those games. All right. I'll take them. I'll take them to win. So if all of our projections come out right, and of course they will, who makes it? Washington makes it, and Seattle makes it. The Lions don't make it at 3-1. and one. The Lions need to go 4-0 and oh to make it. Wow. They lost 6-7 to start the year. I don't like the way that feels for the Jets this weekend. <laughs> like, the Lions are literally playing for their season. If the Lions finish 4-0, they're weekend. a lock. A practical lock to get All right. Them. But in our scenario, Washington makes it and Seattle makes it. And then, and then that, so that begs the final question. Nuno, if you're the, the good teams in all this, if you're San Francisco, um, let's use the NFC teams, if you're Minnesota, who do you not want? Out of those four teams, give me the one team you don't want to play out of the four teams that might make it in the NFC. Uh, would be the Lions. I agree. I, their offense, I think they have the best offense out of everyone. And I know the Seahawks have been pretty well, but they're, they're banged up. I think they are the best team at this point in time. They're also trending in the right direction, and Seattle feels like they're trending in the wrong direction. If the Lions win out, they'll have finished the year 9-1. and one. They'll go to Minnesota in that playoff game. They will be favored over the, the two-seeded Vikings in that game. The, the only loss they would have in that stretch would be the Thanksgiving game against Buffalo, right? So they're playing against, you know, one of the two or three best teams in the sport, and that's a game that they had tied mm-hmm. in the final, like, 45 seconds, right? And Allen mm-hmm. led them down the field, and they kicked the game-winning field goal at the very end. They could easily have won, finished the season 10-0 and after starting 1-6. and And they're not going to win out, though. The Jets are going to beat them this weekend. But I agree with Nuno, do you, that that's the team Minnesota doesn't want to play. I think if all things were equal, I would say the Lions are the second best team in the NFC right this second, behind only Philly. They're better than Dallas. I think they're better than Dallas. I'm not sure I'm willing to go there. They're better than San Francisco. Right now, if the Lions the, played San Francisco on a neutral field, you would pick the Lions. I would pick the Lions over San Francisco. That's pretty interesting. Jared Goff is playing like Pro Bowl caliber football right now. He's playing way better than anyone gives him credit for. They should definitely keep him. We're going to talk about them a little bit later. They should keep him and build around him. He's 28 years old, and his contract is actually very reasonable. They might be able to trade the pick that turns into C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or one of these other extremely questionable prospects that are going to get drafted high this year, stockpile a few more picks, build up that defense. The Lions could be really good next year. Same question, Nuno, in the AFC. Which of the four teams, Chargers, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, do you think the big boys don't want to play? I think it's the Chargers because of the fact that they have that guy. They have, and I know Dominique yesterday uh, on our show had talked about that. They have Justin Herbert. He is the best quarterback, head and shoulders above all those other guys that we're talking about. No disrespect, Mike White. Like, And I think that's why you want to avoid him. Although, uh, well, and let me ask you this question, uh, and also real quick, 
the Salah has made it official. Zach Wilson will be the number two behind Mike hmm. White this week. Oh. Um, but let me ask this question. Well, don't bury the lead. I mean, that's a big story. Well, hold on a second here. We got but Zach Wilson is the backup. I think that is an important piece of information. I'll come back to it, but finish your thought. I, I would say, yes, they have Justin Herbert, but in your mind, how much of a handicap is it that the fact that they have Brandon Staley disqualifying <laughs> it is a disqualifying handicap I, I absolutely be- I know that I am hopelessly biased I absolutely believe the answer to this question is the Jets because I think the Jets defense is the best unit of the group we're talking about mm. the Jets defense is so good huh. if you look at the, the eight units I like this those four teams you look at their offenses and their defenses, and you pick which is the best unit. And I'm, the statistics might say New England's defense is better. I don't want to play the Jets' defense. If, if I'm any team in this, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, if I'm Josh Allen, if I'm Joe Burrow, I do not want to play the Jets' defense. Yeah, the Jets' de- what are you great at is the answer to the question, this question that you're asking. And the Jets' defense is probably the only legitimately great unit of that group. The Patriots' defense is good, but they still haven't beaten a halfway decent quarterback. Oh, we have more thoughts on this as we go. Plus, you'll hear an NFL coach say something I flat out cannot believe next after this word from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is here for you, and they're always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, along with 24-7 support, experienced staff, and curbside pickup at over 250 local branches. And you can get free access to product specialists ready to help you track down hard-to-find items. Plus, Granger's commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. So much going on. By the way, it's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone FixFinder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. You can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Hembo is here. Nuno is here. Hembo just suggested he thinks that the Detroit Lions are the second best team in the NFC right now, ahead of San Francisco, ahead of Dallas. I think you're insane. Why is that? Because I think that the Niners and the and the Cowboys are both better than them. Right this second. Yes. Like if they played this week. Right. Well, let me try to talk you into it. Okay? Go. So yes, the Lions are only six and seven, but to date. By opponent record, the Lions have played the most difficult schedule in the NFL to get there. Mm-hmm. Now, they've won five of their last six games. During that time, the offense has scored 20 touchdowns, turned it over three times, and punted 16 times. In other words, you are more likely to score a touchdown than punt. If you can do that over a durable period of time, six weeks in this case, you're either operating at an extremely high level or your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes because their offense has that kind of firepower. And because the defense is so improved, I would favor the Lions on a neutral field over any team except Philly in the NFC right now? Well, we're going to find out. I mean, they're going to get an interesting battle coming up on Sunday against the Jets. I know people don't take the Jets that seriously after a a, a back-to-back tough losses. Look, they went to Minnesota and Buffalo and lost two close games, both one-possession games deep into the fourth quarter with with legitimate chances to win. In fact, I would argue they absolutely should have won the Minnesota game. Um, So I I think this weekend is a really big and interesting battle. So we'll find out about the Lions. Here's the one thing that we found out about the Lions yesterday. Their coach, Dan Campbell, who I love, was on McAfee. And he said something I cannot believe. Did you see the play where they threw the pass to Penae Sewell, the huge offensive tackle? He literally is on the offense. He goes in motion. He runs a little out to the right side, and they throw him a pass for a first down. It's a big play. And the whole world goes crazy because, you know, no one does nothing we love more than the fat guy catching the, you know, the big pass. <coughs> so McAfee asks Dan Campbell, the head coach, about it yesterday and listen to what he says. We're in that that situation and the fans are doing the wave um, around the stadium. And so I'm just watching and I hear Ben Johnson's like, hey, coach, you want to and I and I'm just. I'm so focused on the wave, and I said, yeah, that's fine. And I look up, and we're throwing it to Panay, and I'm like, what the f*** are we doing? <laughs> so, said it was fine. So, but it worked out great. Um, it was unbelievable. So this is incredibly funny because, A, Dan Campbell is funny, and, B, the play worked, and they won the game. Can you fathom a scenario? in which a, a controversial play, a, a, an unusual play gets called in a Cowboys loss. And Mike McCarthy's explanation for it afterwards is, well, Kellen asked me what I thought about this play, but I was so focused on the fans doing the wave that I wasn't really paying attention and I gave the green light to it without knowing what I was saying. Just imagine that scenario 
Would anyone be laughing? Like, would any, would, would he find that, no, no, would we find that even remotely funny? No, I mean, every- That's like a fireable offense. I was about to say, right? every show would have led, like, there would be nothing else talked about on ESPN and every other network all day that Mike McCarthy should be fired on the spot. I've never heard a coach say, I was distracted by the fans doing the wave. I was so taken. Now, this game, parenthetically, what was the score at the time? I mean, it was 31, 21, 31-23. Right. On a third and seven. That's what I'm saying. This was not like a five-touchdown margin. I can see the – well, I can't even see the coach. Can you imagine Bill Belichick saying, well, listen, I was, I, I was watching the fans doing the wave. And, you know, so I didn't know what Matty P was calling. We were, all of a sudden, we're throwing the ball – Vince Wilfork, and I'm like, what the hell are we doing? I mean, that, that, that's that's basically what Dan Campbell is telling you. Here's my theory. My theory is this. What? Dan Campbell is lying. He's not lying. Dan Campbell, usually people <laughs> as self-deprecating and like humorous as he is, are a lot smarter than they let on. D- Dan Campbell is as smart as any football coach in the league. I think he's saying the thing that makes Pat and all of us laugh. Dan Campbell has his pulse on everything that's going on there. I truly believe that. Let me ask you a question, because I've never met Dan Campbell, and like you, I root for, I'm inclined yeah. to root for him because of his personality. But what evidence are you offering to suggest that he's as smart as any coach in the National Football League? I mean, I'm not telling you I know he isn't, but I'm not telling you I know he is. Yeah, the improvement of his football team that I just recited, numerically. His team is way better now than it was at the beginning of the season, and his team is way better, was way better at the beginning of this season than when he took over. They're just getting way better. It's clear his players... Love him and everything they do. Skip. Jared Goff is a top five quarterback right now. Are we not giving him any credit for that? You think he's just a cheerleader, rah, rah, rah guy who's benefiting from his offensive coordinator being astute? Dan Campbell is a really good and smart football coach, as is evidenced by his team's performance. I'm looking at the games they lost. They lost to the Eagles 38-35. These were their losses early in the year. They lost to the Eagles 38-35. They lost to the Vikings 28-24. They lost to the Seahawks 48-45. And, and one of their other losses is to Buffalo on Thanksgiving. We all saw that game 28-25. They got blown out in two games. The Patriots killed them and the Cowboys killed them. But outside of that, they, have, they lost to Miami 31-27. They've been right there in all these losses. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you were right. I still think he was telling the truth. <laughs> I still think he was genuine because he doesn't call the offensive plays. I think he was genuinely distracted by the wave. <laughs> and I don't think we'd find that funny from anybody else. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.